This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome to Auto Talk Radio this morning. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock, and the house will be as my co-host, Kevin. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What you doing over there? Seeing what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? I think it's how to make your car last 200,000 miles or more. No, 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 no. Fix it or trade it in, same thing. Yes, but uh, why not make your car last 200,000 miles? Actually, that 300,000 is the new 100,000. I drive everything to almost 400,000, so there you go. You know what the question I hate the most is? Is it worth it? I don't, you know, all depends. Well, it depends you, on how much wrong with it. Well, it also, well, even if there's a lot wrong with it, I mean. Well, and it depends on with how long you, you're going to drive it. That's, are you, do you like your car? I mean, because if you don't like it, this is a good time to go, okay, let's go to something else. I mean, you know what I mean? I well, mean, if you're comfortable with it and you're happy with it, then why not put a little bit of money into it and just, you know what I'm saying? So better said, what I often say is. Does this car work for you for everything you need? Like, if you're driving a minivan, do you still have kids, or do you haul stuff around, or do you like this van? Does it fit your needs? If this vehicle fits your needs, and, you know, it's not... Now, I have seen some cars that, like, you see them, you're like, okay, this car's got 250,000 miles on it. It needs an engine. It needs a tranny. It needs suspension work. It needs all... Okay, so this may be the time to find another van if you still like having a van, but... In a lot of cases, it's just, hey, this vehicle needs a transmission. Everything else is good on it. Does it still fit your needs? If so, and you're going to drive it for another three or four years, you can drive the money out of it easy. So, and it's well worth, you're well better off spent to spend, you know, $2,500 to $4,500 on a car in that area somewhere than you are to go out and spend fifty thousand dollars i was gonna say that that forty five hundred dollars is really not that big of a uh, compared to a new i mean dude little minivans them things are gonna get up sixty thousand dollars just just the minivan i if you get and all the, could, i could be wrong i could i could be a little low on that even you get all the bells and whistles and you're probably gonna be up over 60 well because i know that the the navigators and the uh Ooh. The, the navigators and the uh and the Escalade. Esca- Escalades, they're they're over a hundred thousand dollars now for that. We're close up to it. I've seen, yeah. So eighty, eighty five, ninety, just depends on what you get. Well, no, like the regular Yukons or the regular, uh, they're below. But I'm telling you, when you get to the Escalades and the Navigators, now they're over a hundred thousand dollars. It's that pleather and wood trim that pushes the price right up there. I'm don't get me wrong, they ride nice, but <laughs> they're beautiful cars. They they are. They are. Well, I mean, let's face it. If you look at the price of cars, purchasing cars, I mean, uh, 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 you know, if you buy anything, even even like a pickup trucks, uh, uh, Ford Ranger, the F one fifties, you're in the forty to fifty thousand dollar range for for just regular trucks. Yes. Well, then there's also GM just came out like Wednesday and said, and, and I think it's a little bit before this, but I'm going to say twenty forty. 
I think they said by 2037, they're going to be all electric. Well, that's a law in California. No, they're not going to sell gasoline, diesel engines anywhere else. They're going to strictly be electric. It'll be interesting. Duramax is going to go away. Everything's going to go away. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, because especially then, what happens after that? How long do they hold on? I mean, how long do they keep producing parts for other things that are built? I mean, so let's say they only build it for another five years, I mean, because they have a certain timeline they only have to be in, and after that, what are you going to do then? You know what I'm saying? How is that going to work? If, I don't... For example, uh, you want to be off the grid and gone. You're going to take your motorcycle, put it in the back of your truck, and you want to be gone. You know, off off the grid to to do things. Where 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 in the middle of the Montana mountains am I, or or Sierra Nevadas am I supposed to plug my truck in? I don't know. I don't. It's all kind of weird. To, I would have thought they would have been like, we're going to do three quarter and a quarter or, or, you know, something, but I just, well, we'll have to see. I don't know. They're going to have, sorry. There's going to be a lot of people that are buying, uh, 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 vehicles last year. <laughs> the gas ones will be a list of them. They're going to have to come up with something. They're going to put solar panels on quick charge. I mean, the batteries are getting quick charger. They are getting a little friendlier with that, but they're going to have to come up with something. Somebody's going to be able to be able to be, I mean, they're going to have to have solar panels that charge the battery in 15 minutes or something, something. Well, they're, they might come up with, I mean, I mean, even Tesla has solar panels in the roof of their car. So they may come up with a system that keeps them continuously charged and you don't have to, uh, uh, you know, actually recharge them much. Okay. To be fair, uh, there's a city in the middle of the desert going to Vegas called Baker, California, mm-hmm. and they have their own like little Tesla power station over there. Not a single car is ever there, but uh, I mean, that's one city I can think of where it's in the middle of nowhere, and for some reason they have those little ports to plug it in for those travels. So That's because a lot of people travel through there. Baker's one of the number one stops um, if you're going to Vegas coming out of California, period. That's why. It's also got the that big train at the McDonald's there. It's the strangest. Uh, gotcha. I thought it was just because the alien beef jerky thing there. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, so there's a lot. Although it's a small town, there I forget the number of people that actually commute through there is ridiculous. So, but regardless, those charging stations are all over the place. You are right. They are without question. And they're putting them all. They contacted uh, me about putting one in the parking lot of our Escondido location. Uh, so, and they do it at no charge. So, um, it's, it's definitely one of those things that, uh, um, um, there, those are all over, but you're not going to find one down a, uh, a, uh, a forestry road, uh, in the Sierra Nevadas in the middle of nowhere. It's not going to happen. So, my point to that is, uh, I, I've known plenty of people. We, I, prime example, we were talking about this before, and uh, give us a call on anything automotive related. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. But this is a great topic, also. So why we're talking about this and where we're going with cars and make cars less. Um, but one of the things I had a friend. We were doing a ride uh, up in Oregon, a coast ride, an enduro ride. So, uh, and uh, some good friends of mine came out of, uh, uh, lived in Nevada, and they decided he, he was going to take his Tesla, his, the Tesla SUV, and he was going to, and him and my buddy John, and they're going to tow their motorcycles on a motorcycle trailer to Oregon. Well, here, here's how this worked out. <laughs> when I ran into him and John uh, in Oregon, they made it without a problem. 
But uh, John was so funny. He says, you know what? I'll never do that again with him because he says, I'm going to tell you something. You know how you're in your pickup truck, you got your motorcycles, you stop, you grab gas, you might grab a bite to eat, you get in the truck and man, you're A to B in it. You're on the way to, we're trying to get to the ride. He said, uh, yeah, so every time we stop for gas, we got to plug this thing in and he's all, I had to eat a full dinner. It's an hour. So he's all, you sit around for an hour, you wait for it to charge up before you can get going again. Long long trips like that. That's that's what it requires with one of those. So that was one of John's things. Was like, no, I'll be driving my pickup truck next time. Well, that's the thing. Nobody has quick charge batteries yet. They say they have them in the works, but we all know. And even when they came out with a new gasoline engine or or, or the auto manufacturer, so Tesla is going to be no different with this. As soon as they come out with something new, you know they got to work the bugs out of it still. Because everything was in the testing labs when they did this, and the real world and the testing labs are a little bit different. So once they actually get it out into the real world, it's not going to work quite the way they want it, and they're going to have to tweak some things on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll see. The funniest thing I found with him was every time we were in a hotel, they had to keep running an extension cord out and slow charge it. But we weren't going anywhere, so we were there more than 24 hours, so he'd just plug it in. We were riding a motorcycle, so, you know, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. And see, that's another thing. What if I'm, I'm, I'm at Akatia Wells? I mean, if I'm, like like you said... And that's not even truly off the grid, like. But if you're out there, what are you going to do if you you got no electricity? There's nothing you can, you know. What I mean, other than take a generator and just let it sit there and trickle charge. But that's going to. Well, you can, yeah. So not, you can't charge it off a 120 volt. It just takes a long time. Yeah, but I still didn't need to take gasoline with me then. Correct. <laughs> Get my point. So I was like, okay. <laughs> well, so if you take your generator with you, you can be off the grid with your Tesla. But you need gasoline. Take plenty of it with you. Or diesel if you have a diesel generator. Either one of the two. So I guess you could probably, if you have a big diesel pusher and you're towing your Tesla behind. Oh, it's just going to get too complicated yep. now, isn't it? Yep. So one of those things. All right. Let's grab uh, Steve real quick in San Diego. Good morning, Steve. Hey. I just wanted to say one thing. Sure. Happy birthday, Brian. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I'm trying I to remember for- it because you know why I remember your birthday. No, I'm, I was going to ask that next because your birthday is the same as mine. Oh well, that makes it easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, thank uh, you. One one thing I wanted to interject in your conversation is that sure. perhaps they could have a battery that slides under the vehicle. And displaces the battery that's dead. You see, as 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 you drive and you, you stop in to a station, quick change out. Ba- yeah, quick change out. It's a concept that I think that somebody in Israel came up with that idea, but nobody ever talks about it. Then mm. the station would have racks of these things, and you'd have to standardize the battery. Maybe Correct. that's the issue. I don't know. Well, you anyway. never know. That might that might be uh, uh, a way out of that. That's a good thought. That's something we did not mention, so I appreciate you uh, calling with that. Yeah, maybe our buddies over there at Interstate could uh, work on that one. And they might be already. We don't know. You never know what they're working on. Yeah. Hey. All right. Happy birthday once more. Hey, Steve. Happy birthday to you, too. Thanks for the call, and have a safe, wonderful weekend and a wonderful birthday on Monday. All right. Thank you. All right, buddy. Bye. So, great uh Go ahead. That would work if you were heading through Baker. But the problem is, if I'm on Akatia Wells, then it's not going to work. So, I mean. And the question is, so you have a guy or two or three, depending on how many quick change battery lanes you need, that are technicians that are swapped. Now, keep these 
those batteries are high voltage, so you need somebody that has a little bit of intelligence not to kill themselves by doing it. Next thing you know, in 20, 2042, you see man in quick change lane shocks himself to death. Car catches on. <laughs> you know what I mean. So anyway, that could that is highly possible. All right. Um, but you would have these racks of batteries. So how much is that going to cost versus and how and all these batteries all over the place? We're doing that. How is that environmentally friendly more than burning fossil fuel? I, it's really confusing to me to where where this all evens out because you got to be very careful with with the waste from those. I, I got a question because you said that they said they would install one of those chargers in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I always wondered who pays for the electricity. They'll install the machine, but are you still paying for the electricity or who pays for the electricity? Yeah, but they ha- people have to pay with a credit card. So okay. they get a little bit of money, and then all the electricity, and you make a little bit of money off electricity too. So, uh, or people have to pay somehow. They might have an account. I, I don't. But yes, they pay for it. So who's they? Are we talking SDG and E, or are we talking like Tesla? No, no, no. Whoever's putting these. So there's a contractor, and actually, um, my good friends at Baker Electric, uh, they are working with these guys installing these, and they do the electrical part. So um, somebody, but yeah. So so the electricity would come from us. From our from our our, our property, yeah. But it's charged to the person who's uh, who's charging their car. Okay. Okay. So you you, you have to pay for those. Th- okay. Th- some of those. So electricity wise, some of them are like I think the ones like he's talking about. I think some of those are no free. Some places. They, I, I think they are right now. But once you go to all electric, there's no way those are going to be all free. There's just no but way they're not because electricity do that. is expensive. So what does it cost to charge? So what if 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 I was to pull in and use my credit card, what's it going to cost me? Are we talking twenty five bucks, twenty bucks? I have no idea. Okay, I was just wondering. Like, I mean, because that's still cheaper than getting gasoline, but. You know why I didn't ask that question? Why? Because I wasn't going to buy an electric car. Uh, well, I just well, you might have to. <laughs> By the time we're like seventy, dude, that'll be no more gasoline cars. I want a car that flies. By the time I'm seventy, I don't know if we're going to get that. We're supposed to have that already, <laughs> and we don't. According to the Jetsons, I'm going to have a low flying <laughs> helicopter. Back or back to the future. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> A DeLorean? No, those are really heavy and they don't go fast. I've worked on a lot of them. And they don't fly at all. Not even close to the ground. See, that's another thing, though. That car runs on trash. It was a Volvo V6, so okay. <laughs> it had the infuser in it where they could shove the stuff in there and it grind it up and boom, there off they go. There's their fuel. I remember the first time that I worked on one of those was on 9th Avenue when we were started on 9th Avenue. Before we moved uh, uh, the Escondido store in, in the in the early nineties, and to my dismay, first off, that car wa- weighed a ton because it was stainless steel, right? Brushed stainless steel was all the body components. But when I opened the thing to find that Volvo V six in there, the disappointment in my face must have been like, hmm. I didn't know that much about them, to be honest with you. And there wasn't a ton of them out there. So I think in my lifetime, I've worked on three of those, you know, just in random and actually. Yeah, so, you know, the one guy that owned one uh, was uh, from uh, Scotty's Electric in, in Escondido. I think it was Scotty's Electric. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, so he had one, and we worked on all their trucks and stuff. Um, I don't even know if he still has it or not. I don't I don't know. Because it was his dad's when his dad yeah, passed Scotty away. Yeah, Scotty was it. Yeah, I think so it was Jim it. was the son's name that owned it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I mean, it was a cool concept to have, but it was, yeah, definitely different. Well, you got to remember, DeLorean never got out of his... Uh he built that car, and he never really, he never got to 
go back and fix anything on it because you know he had his other problems so we should have fixed it with a different motor like a tree and left (laughs) yeah i would have put a v8 in it from the get but that's a different story all right folks we're gonna have to take our first break here but give us a call 1-888-344-1170 that's 1-888-344-1170 you listen to auto talk radio on the answer san diego and k praise be right back after these messages There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowerstock. Thank you for joining us this morning, everybody. But give us a call here, 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Call me this weekend before I'm a year older. It's going to happen. <laughs> you got no choice. That's what happens when you're born. The day you're born, the day you start getting older. At least it's another year wiser. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Anyway. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I do want to remind you, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, uh, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified for smog for 28 years now. And shop's a year wiser, too. Uh, West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and smog certified. Taking care of folks out there in East County for over seven years now. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue. AAA approved and smog certified. Taking care of folks for almost four years over there in Central San Diego. And West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, 5726 Miramar Road in Eastgate Mall. Right in the Golden Triangle. AAA approved and star certified for smog. Taking care of folks over there for uh, this uh, April will be two years, man. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, All of us at the West Automotive Group, myself, my employees, and everybody come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. And it is we all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. We like uh, helping people out, taking care of people. And what that means to us is we'd never, you bring your vehicle in. Diagnose, service, repair. We would never recommend a service or repair to you. We wouldn't recommend to our own family. And we love our family, so, you know. True. Good point. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Stop in, have your vehicle service repaired, and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. The West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs. We we have two different arms for this, uh, and you actually get cards for the West Automotive Group, and you can reuse them anytime. And it's a great card to have in case you get a repair that's uh, you know you weren't expecting. It gives you six months that you don't have to pay any interest on it to pay it off, and uh, it's just a great way to go. So ask about uh, if you come in, ask about getting one of the West Automotive Group cards, and uh, we'll be here to. To help you out anytime that you need. Like I said, you can reuse it. So it's not a one-time thing. Take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis. Uh, also, if you think you're having a transmission problem, get into us. 
Let our experts diagnose it and verify. We see way too many cars that have been recommended transmission repair or had one or replacement and didn't fix the problem. There's so many things that go on cars these days that can make something feel like a transmission concern when it's not. So uh, free shuttle rides to or from work or home, along with low-cost rental vehicles at all four locations, always there to help you out. Log on to westautomotivegroup.com. You can see all about us and uh, make appointments there. Get your vehicle in for anything you need, etc. You can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram from there where we send out helpful tips continuously. Uh, go to westautomotivegroup.com and from there you can, uh, like I said, get on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram uh, and become a follower. Uh, you also uh, can um, check out the Auto Man segments. I'm the Auto Man for the CW uh, News and uh, Fox 5 also. Uh, so you can check those out right from there. On uh, If you go to westautomotivegroup.com and click the Auto Man, it'll take you right uh, in there and right to our uh, uh, YouTube uh, channel, So where we post all those also if you don't want to see them live on the news. Uh, you can also click on Auto Talk Radio. We put all of our podcasts on there uh, also. And uh, you can uh, go there and download, et cetera, or listen to them right on your uh, um, computer, phone, et cetera. Or... The other options that you have is uh, you can actually uh, um, go and uh, we we have uh, them podcasted. I think at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, and TuneIn. All of those they're available on all of those different uh, uh, platforms. So check them out in whichever one you love. Uh, you can email us anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. That's autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. Like I said, though, give us a call this morning, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170, anything automotive-related here on The Answer San Diego and Cape Race. Uh, you're listening to Auto Talk, and we appreciate you joining us. So, um, yes, we were talking about uh, um, how to make your car last 200,000 miles or more, 300 or more or 400. You know, I'm a 400,000-mile guy. So just keep this in mind. Here, here's my important thing: this. If you take care of your vehicle, and and a good point made, like uh, Pop said that he he uh, uh, um, paid twenty. What, what was was it that he just said? Twenty five hundred dollars for a sixty eight Camaro. That was a lot of money, man. Yeah. But if you took care of it and drove it, well, now it's worth lots of money if you still have it and took care of it. Yes. But. Um, back then, we hundred thousand miles on a car like that was a lot of mileage. It it there was a lot of worn out components by the time it went hundred thousand miles, no question. Well, so you had to stay on top of it. You know, yeah, I was gonna say because you know, you remember Miss Bond that lives like three doors up from her? She had that old Chevelle and that old '69 uh, Chevy pickup. Miss Bond was eighty when I was like yeah, six. She kept her cars so nice. She kept driving those cars. Mm-hmm. So I mean, remember? any any car if you keep maintained. Is gonna keep going. You know what I'm saying? She had that Chevy pickup truck. Remember? Yeah, the '69. Yeah, and she also had that like bronze colored Chevelle. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Even if I got a scratch on, I went to the body shop and <laughs> got fixed. But the thing is, is you know that's what I'm saying. Any car, if you keep it maintained enough, even the older ones like that. And don't get me wrong, newer cars do last longer. The ball joints last longer than they used to. Brake pads last longer than they used to. I mean, there are a few things like. Like uh, plastic radiators, um, with the new coolants, it, the the new coolants. If you leave them in there too long, it will start to eat the plastic up and it will crack. 
Well, that's where it becomes very important. If you service and maintain your vehicle properties where you really get the life out of it. But let's be honest, even the, the, the aluminum plastic radiators, when we were using all copper, you had to pull them out, repair them and all that long. I mean, so really, they, they still last. It's really amazing. You get 100,000 plus miles out of a radiator. I mean, the plastic will. It heat, heats and cools, expands, contracts. So eventually, it, it's going to crack you know, or start to fail, and you replace it. But staying on top of these items surely keeps the car in good working order and can make it last a long time. Way more, you know, the the plastics we have in aluminum is just even better quality than the, the copper radiators we had before. Well, I think the aluminum actually dissipates the heat better, or or that's why they went to the aluminum or something weird like that. But Lighter this, weight. Even if I had a copper radiator, and I was thinking about this the other day because, I, I mean, I still have my 73 Pontiac, and I was like, if, if my radiator starts leaking, where am I going to take my radiator at this point? I don't even know if there's an open radiator shop anymore. You know what I'm saying? There are. There are ones because there's radiator shops still that do like, like big caterpillars and all those. They don't use plastic and aluminum radiators. I know, but I didn't know if they would take in a ra- – you know, I haven't even checked into it. I'm not – I'm just saying, you know, there used to be a radiator shop on every corner. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of gone away now. So It's long gone away because there's not that big a need for them anymore. But also, there, there you can also buy – performance radiators too for like our cars you know like my mustang and things like if yeah. i wanted to yeah but you know what they come aluminum now too they do so well, they're lighter the thing about aluminum plastic and one of the things and obviously manufacturers are always looking at fuel mileage and environmental flight they're lighter so the more you lighten up the car the better fuel mileage it gets you know as far as that goes so within reason um you got to control the performance and the and, and the uh weight of it but uh that's where they save money, and also the cost of producing. I mean, the plastic aluminum uh, is cheaper than than those copper core radiators and and all that. So, um, and they're lighter, like I said. So, there's there's multiple advantages that manufacturers have found to switching some of these things up. Well, I mean, yeah, it all it is all the it's it's the government in the end. They say we need better fuel mileage, so they they lighten everything up, and then there you go. That's why you have plastic components on your car. So. Well, and part of this is the manufacturers also find it because it's more cost effective for them. Save some money in the long run when they uh, produce mass produce. You know, a couple pennies here and a couple pennies there turns into lots of dollars when you. Yes. <laughs> so important stuff. So, but so when you're talking about vehicles, and, and I mean the key to all this is servicing your vehicle properly and regularly. If you do, you really extend the life. So, and we're talking about different models of vehicles um, and research, like a 95 Honda Civic with 227,000 miles on it, a 90 Lexus LS400 with 320,000 miles on it, a 94 Ford Ranger with 488,000, that sounds like my F-250, with 488,000 miles on it. When comparing the cost of buying and keeping a car for, for 225,000 miles, so if you drive for 225,000 miles over 15 years, to buying and financing an identical make and model, the savings could be more than the original purchase price of the vehicle or even greater if the savings were invested. So you save a lot of money by driving the life out of your car is what it comes down to if you service it properly. For example, the Honda Civic EX uh, with the automatic transmission, and this was like 2010, some of this was, uh, you could save over $20,000 Twenty thousand five hundred dollars if you probably maintained over fifteen years, which is fifteen hundred dollars more than its original purchase price. Then, so uh, yeah, if you drove the vehicle you purchased for fifteen years, you 
every vehicle you purchase for 15 years in a lifetime, they state, and said that by servicing it properly and taking care of a vehicle and driving it for over 15 years in a lifetime, you could save a quarter million dollars. That's a chunk of money now. You can invest that $250,000. Yeah. Yeah, you could do a lot with it. You could, you're right. Yeah, stay tuned for Smart Investing right after Auto Talk Radio. <laughs> Brent and Chase will be happy to help you to invest that money. Anyway, the point is that uh, buying a new vehicle continuously or every five years or every, you most people are not getting the value out of their vehicle. So, and you're the one that purchased it. The only people getting value out of the vehicle are people that, um, um, Buy it next and keep it for a long time because they bought it a lot cheaper and they drive the life out of it and that's uh, that's a true statement. So uh, it's so it's important. Some of the things we're trying to buy a vehicle you like, take care of it, drive it. You know, everybody knows my F two fifty um, got three hundred forty thousand miles on it. Bought it in two thousand and one, used with fifty thousand miles on it, driven it two hundred ninety thousand miles now. On my own, plus it had 50 on it when I got it. What a great deal. I paid like seven grand for that truck. I can't make it there. People keep running into me. Well, that's <laughs> that's an outside. That's not the car's fault. Why do you keep driving in front of people that run into you? Dude, I, the last one that someone blew a stop sign. <laughs> so, well, as long as you're fine, that's okay. So anyway, but then there's insurance for that. So that's not, it's not like you lost the vehicle, you know. But it doesn't uh, always bring come the value of what you put into the vehicle. Obviously, that that could be a problem. I get it. But that doesn't. Let's be honest. It doesn't. Ha- I mean, most people don't have that problem where cars keep getting wrecked all the time. So, one of those things. Um, but the the key to this is you can really drive a vehicle for a long time for sure and drive the value out. All right, folks, give us a call here one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We're going to take our last break here at Auto Talk Radio. On The Answer San Diego and KCBQ, we'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. And get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I just learned something. So me and Ronald Reagan share a birthday. That's right. And did you say, was it Bob Marley? Yep. And Bob Marley. So we can get really smart and political with Ronald, and then we can, yeah. You know what Bob used to do. But he'll sing to us while we're doing it. Not anymore, but I mean, you know. It's kind of cool. I didn't know that. So Monday, me and Ronnie have a birthday, and then uh, uh, and Bob too. Me, Ronnie, and Bob. Brian, Ronnie, and Bob all have a birthday on Monday. Ronnie's been sleeping for a while, though. <laughs> so is Bob. Bob's not alive, is That's he? That's true. No, he did. He got an infection, and it ended up killing him. He had, like, yeah. I'm glad you know these facts because I don't really know them. <laughs> All right, folks, I do want to remind you, uh, give us a call, one 344 1170 That's 888-344-1170. Uh, 
Real quick here, uh, Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries of San Diego, a battery for every need. Interstate batteries are the highest quality batteries out there and the most recommended batteries by the automotive professionals uh, in the world. We do not stock nor sell anything else at the uh, West Automotive Group for one simple reason. They are the highest quality batteries out there. If you need a battery for any vehicle needs, hop on westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. Get an appointment, get your vehicle in, and we'll be happy to uh, uh, get you an interstate installed. If you need a battery for any other need, check them out at their uh, storefronts, 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate battery, a battery for every need. And a caller called in about Kevin said there are no radiator shops. That's not exactly what he said. I want to make sure we're clear about this. Kevin said there used to be one on every corner, which is a true statement. There were a lot of radiator shops. There's very few now. They're still around. Most of them are the ones that do high-quality work, without question. And like I said and mentioned uh, previously, uh, that uh, um, they, uh, as far as, uh, a lot of them do things like Caterpillar radiators and all, all the industrial radiators, because those all still need to be done. And they will still do car radiators, and they can build them. And there's still some components. So there's uh, one we know of in Escondido we were discussing. Um, but uh that's the only one I know. And there probably was eight in Escondido in the 90s, right? Or there could have been more. That- I mean, in all seriousness, there was a lot of AC radiator shops back then also because people specialize in that. Um, things have changed a lot. There also used to be, uh, you know, back in the day when we started in 1993, when here's some history, when we started the West Automotive Group, right? Yes. We were on 9th Avenue in Escondido. That was our first little location, a little uh, um uh, four four hoist inside, three hoist outside. Remember, yes. crammed in there. We had to remember. We spent a a Sunday morning. We cut the gate off of the hinges and flipped it around. The hinges welded them back on so we could open it out instead of just in. Yes, so we could get three extra cars in there at night if we had to close up. You know, and and had extra cars. We had so many cars. So anyway, the point that I was getting ready to make to this uh, when I st- we started and I said well. Because I knew how to build trannies then, and and I was in the small. I said we're going to be West Escondido Automotive and Transmission. And in 1993, everybody said you can't do that. Nobody does that. You either do transmissions or you do auto repair. And I said, nope, we're going to do both. So and Kevin was on board with me. He's all, yep, we're going to do both. We're going to do everything. Why not? The dealer does it. Well, they did. <laughs> That's my was my point. But I'm just saying that, that people are like, oh, not. So here, fast forward. 10 to 12 years later, and there's a company that several companies jumped on board that used to just do transmission. Like, oh, we're all automotive now. So, fortunately, they don't hire the people to be all automotive very well, but this is what it is. Um, my point is, is that we were ahead of the times, Kevin. The West Automotive Group was way ahead of the times. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> For once. I know. No, I'm just kidding you. It's all good. Um, Guys, we enjoy uh, doing this show and, and talking back and forth and people that join in for sure and you guys listening to us. But um, it's interesting the way um, things transpire and, and, and move along um, as far as uh, everything. So, you know, you look back and you the thing. I mean, we started in this little place on Ninth Avenue and then we moved. Four years later, we outgrew that posi- that place and it was West Escondido Automotive and Transmission. It moved up to the Auto Parkway where it is now. And uh, then we went through years, and, and, and I had my son with me. And once he grew up and went off to college, then I was like, okay, I'm going to open some new locations. I'm gonna, so we expanded to the West Automotive Group. 
So, and each uh, location obviously is named after the city it's in. So, West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, West Miramar. Um, and that's the way it's been going. So, just good stuff. And I do appreciate all the clients that come in and meet with people and talk to them. And the happy birthday wishes that I get like today is very cool. So, uh, um, just good stuff without question. Uh, and we, we appreciate everybody. Um, so as we continue on here, I mean, we've talked about radiator shops. We talked about Teslas. We talked about electric cars. Everybody's going electric. We've talked about, we've talked about a lot of things today. Yes. Um, and, but our main thing was we're talking about how to get the most value out of your vehicle, right? I mean, that's what we are talking about. And it really, really comes down to taking care of your vehicle properly, having a vehicle service regularly, the oil service simple, having a qualified technician put a good eye on your vehicle. I think out of an oil change, that is one of the most important things when you get an oil service, 4,000, 5,000 miles, no matter where you're doing it at, because uh, we use only full synthetic at the West Automotive Group. So uh, depending on the mileage of your vehicle, but if you run 5,000 miles to get service, that, that, that trained eye for anything coming up or what needs to be serviced or letting you know, hey, this fluid exchange, it's trans service time, whatever, really extends the life of your vehicle. And, and we, we get to see a lot of uh, people like, well, the manufacturer says my transmission doesn't need to be serviced. Well, you're right, and it'll fail around 100,000 miles. And I'm okay with that at direction if that's what you want to do, right? Well, it's got a lot to do with the way you drive your car, too. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. There's exceptions to every rule. But a lot of times people overwork their cars, too. So, Well, if towing, yeah, I mean, you can, yeah. But if you service it regularly, that's the best it, thing you can it, do. Yes, so, and, and it's a hydraulic unit, and we speak about this all the time. You know, one of the things is people say to me, well, a fluid's clean. Well, yeah, and that's how we want it to stay. You don't want it to get dirty because then it's, when it's dirty, it's already holding valves open and stuff. Yeah, well, and, and there's plenty, it's contaminants floating around in it. Yes. That's why it turns different color and gets dirty. Uh, there's small pieces of clutch material that always wear, small metal, met, metal, 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 say that fast, metal particles that come off. I mean, we have planetaries and all these things going around. Metal on metal wear, even lubricated properly, creates very small uh, particulate metal pieces that float through the fluid. And that's why changing out. So any, it's just funny that, that uh, um, when people say, oh, Manufacturer says it has lifetime fluid. That's right, because their lifetime on that component is 100,000 miles. Well, technically, the fluid is lifetime. It's all the contaminants floating in it that's not lifetime. That's a good point. <laughs> so if it, if, if it was in a lab environment that did not produce any contaminants while operating, the fluid could last for probably ever, and it would not break down, and the viscosity level wouldn't change, and, and the lubrication qualities wouldn't change, and all those things that change when you put contaminants into things. So for sure. But all right, real quick, let's uh, let's grab Alan in Chula Vista. Good morning, Alan. Morning, guys. I always love listening to you guys, even when nobody calls in. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, well, we can ramble. Um, anyway, uh, I want to mention there is uh, when you guys talk like Escondido, El Cajon, Kearney Mesa, you're talking about almost a different world than the South Bay area. Mm-hmm. But there is one uh, radiator shop. Please. I think it's called National Radiator, and it was. Off of Interstate 5 near the uh, Coronado Bridge, okay. on one of those side streets. Mm-hmm. And they, they specialize in truck radiators. And I don't think any of the big diesel trucks have gone to plastic, have they? Aren't they still big No. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we were talking about. A lot of those radiator shops, you know, like big trucks and like the Caterpillars, the Earth Movers, all that stuff, 
they all still have big copper core radiators. Man, those things are amazing. They have to use cranes, the small cranes, the little pick them up and service them. And but yes, they still rod what they call rod and 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 recore and 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 clean them and disassemble them and reassemble them. So those guys will always be around. Um, but there's very few of them now, and they if they've gone more to because back in the day, all cars had those, you know copper radiators also so there was a lot more work in that yeah those guys specialize in a lot of the bigger stuff you're correct that are still around but they will still do smaller ones most of them too if you have one of those radiators they just don't exist anymore and when you have an aluminum uh plastic radiator repairing it is not a cost-effective option replacing it especially on on today's cars is way cheaper to be honest with you so that that's why that's why a lot of the radiator shops have disappeared now because a lot of their work is gone when you're talking about a metal radiator, were they copper or were they brass? Uh, well, could have been either or. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so um, they there was a lot of copper core radiators, and there were some brass ones also. So anyway, those guys uh, they have a uh, they had a dip tank. They, they're a little bit pricey for doing smaller radiators, but they're still available and they very knowledgeable and friendly. By the way, that one shop. Uh, but they have a huge dip tank, and, and it uh, they just dip those radiators somehow, and then I, I think they repair them if they're repairable. Yeah, or they can recore them, and they reuse the tanks that are at the end of them, which is so before they dip radiators, and the way that works is what happens is they pull the tanks off of them. They run rods, what they call rotting, which cleans the passages. Then they dip them, which, which uh, cleans everything out of them, or they dip them and then rot them. Anyway, and then they pressure test the core to make sure that it holds. If the core is good and there's no holes in it, then they resolder everything back together with the tanks on the top and bottom, and the radiator's ready to go, and all the passages are clean, and it's like brand new. So that's exactly what they do um, but uh, um, on those radiators. But you're right, and it's it's not not cheap. But if you're building a car, '67 Mustang, something you want to keep everything original, those guys can do that for you and rebuild an original radiator. So good right. point, great point. Right. Yeah, so. I, I remember I had something done down there. I can't remember what it was years ago. If they're still in business, but they're very very uh, friendly and uh, very cordial about their business. Nice and willing to help you out. So um, that's one source. But I, I want to ask you too: Is there any place you can still buy brass radiators or heater cores? Um, the, some some of them, yeah. Is as far as I mean, it, there's there's specialty places if you look look and see, and there's also some that uh, like if you can find a replacement one for an old style car, a parts manufacturer house that carries them. Some of them are still uh, that original design. So yes, yeah. I just I I mean, and uh, you know. I can't tell you exactly where or how. You just got to do a little searching. But there are some out there, yes. Yeah, I, I haven't tried it lately either, but it uh, seems like Napa was always a good source because they have a huge warehouse over in Kearney Mesa. Correct, and, they were. Yeah, um, it's a national company, so. Yeah, but and, and so, like I said, for some cars, like if you have a, a Mustang, which are pretty popular, you probably can still um but uh as far as that goes it depends individually you'd have to have to just check it out a lot of that stuff though now is is starting to become more obsolete and uh people in like napa in them the people that manufacture all that stuff because napa doesn't manufacture really anything people manufacture stuff for napa and they put their name on it but they but a lot of those have gone away from those and making more of the late model stuff but just got to check and see if you're looking for something hey alan thanks for the call man i really appreciate it all right, and thank you guys. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. Take thank care. You too. Bye. Uh-huh, bye-bye. So, uh, good questions. 
part. So they're a radio, but but like like he said, there are some bit, those radiator shops around, but they just specialize in doing radiators. That's what they do. You know, I want to say that we've we have bought a couple brass or copper radiators, but they're not the gauge of the thickness of the, like the tanks. It just didn't seem as yeah. They're brass actually is what they are, and, and they make them a little bit thinner than they used to be. So they're not like yeah. I, I don't know. I just didn't. The quality is not like they used to be originally, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, I'm. The problem is, is brass and copper is pretty expensive these days. So I'm sure they were looking for a way to like thin the tanks, you know, the thickness of the tanks at the middle, and because that's saved them money, right? So, you know, yeah, and they're expensive. Oh yeah, but if you had a brass uh, radi uh, heater core, you really want to replace it with a brass one. Um, you know, as far as that goes for the older cars. They just tend to stay, yeah, or or stay. get a get a new aluminum one. I mean, you know, like one where you can bolt electric fans on it or something. You know, something cool like that. No, no, I was talking about the heater core. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, usually I, I do. But anyway, the old star. A lot of that Mustang stuff is available through specialty places too. You can order it. So it is what it is. Um, you know, as far as that goes, and also some of the Chevy stuff, things like that. If there's enough of them out there, and people have been re building these cars, et cetera, then yes, there's somebody usually out there manufacturing some OEM-style original stuff, that same materials, et cetera. So you just got to look around for those things. But for the most part, what we are saying, and the reason that the radiator places are gone is there's just not the work for them anymore. Well, not only that, I remember one of our friends that owned a radiator shop before this started, like when the plastic aluminums first came out, he had the machine because... The and, crimp. Yeah, to crimp the things on there. But he goes, I don't ever use it because I can buy a brand new radiator cheaper. By the time I put my labor and buy a tank for this thing, it's like. It's just not cost effective. No. So. Yeah, it's just not cost effective. All right, let's grab uh, Carol and Scripps Ranch real quick. Good morning, Carol. Uh, hi there, Brian. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, same day, of course, as Ronald Reagan and my nephew. So I'll remember your birthday, too. And I listen to your program every Saturday. Well, tell your I nephew did. I said happy birthday also then. <laughs> I will, and I have a 1999 Buick Regal. I bought it when it was two years old, 35,000 miles on it. It now has 207,000-plus. Nice. I did have to replace the transmission at 85,000. Took a big chance because budget didn't allow to go through the dealer, so I found one in a, a lot, They my mechanic, and that car is working really good now. Good. So I like what you said about keeping the car if you like it. It is garage. It's red. The paint is held up good. And um, Is it a two-door uh, or a four-door Buick? It's it's a four-door, uh, the upgraded uh, Regal. Oh, nice. The nice yeah. riding car. Good, yeah, good, good road it, trip car, as I used to say. Well, I bought it sight unseen because I wanted red Buick. I didn't want uh, Burgundy. I said, well, we drink Burgundy wine, but I don't want that for my car. <laughs> so I had to fly up to Oregon, uh, and I bought it sight unseen from a lot, um, and I've had it ever since. Nice. And it's been a wonderful car. So I like what you say about keeping a car. And I don't drive it that much anymore. Uh, if I went for a long, long trip... Maybe Las Vegas or someplace, I might even rent a little car to have fun with a different kind of car. And so that's the way I keep keep my car. And I, I, uh, I have uh, the, auto, uh, uh, the auto club with the mm-hmm. uh, proper uh, thing there. So, there you go. Yeah. So anyway, you have a wonderful day, and I enjoy your program. Thanks for listening, for sure. Carol. And thanks for sharing your car with us, and uh, thanks for the bush- birthday wishes. You have okay. a wonderful, safe weekend. Take care. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. But good point. 
she can drive that car for she keeps the garage all two hundred seven thousand. It can go another two hundred thousand miles for sure. If, and and as much as you keep it serviced, and she, like she said, I have AAA, so if something was to happen to me, I could get to my my uh, service place or you know get get the car home or whatever need to. And it just you know she's saving money versus if you know if she went out and bought a brand new car, just be sitting in the garage anyway. Well, I and only driving a little bit here and there. I agree so. with everything she said because even I, we do the same thing. We go to go on a big trip like that. We just rent a car. That way, you know what? Especially if you rent a car and you go on a trip like that, something happens to it. I tell the rental company to bring me another car. <laughs> I'm on my way. Well, again. yeah, it's not like it. Yeah. But the, when you can't do that, though, is if like if you're towing a trailer. No, you can't. Or stuff like that. Or, you know, like my F-250, it's been all over the West Coast. Uh, Washington, I mean, motorcycle rides when I put motorcycles in the back. Now, I could go rent a truck probably if I wanted to, to put a motorcycle in the back. But it's just easier with my truck. To, and keep it in good shape, even with 300,000 miles on it. I drive all the way to up to Canada. I don't really care. I mean, whatever. Right. That thing runs good, man. And it's amazing. So there. That's all I got to say. And you know what? Changing the oil every 4,000 miles and servicing anything that needed needs was way cheaper than buying a new car. You know how many? Uh, you know how much money I save not buying a new truck every five years? And I completely understand that. That's why we go the route of just renting a car every <laughs> once in a while. Okay, I'm good. I can go back to my old car now. <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. So uh, just some things to think about and, and one of the reasons that you know we advise people. But, but like we were saying and we were talking about the servicing the transmission, even power steering, people are like, uh, you know, I get some old timers that are like, you know, two years, 24,000 miles if you have. Now, a lot of vehicles are electronic steering. There's nothing to service on it. You don't have to worry about that anymore. But if you still have a hydraulic steering system on a vehicle, every two two years or 24,000 miles um, is a good time to service that power steering fluid. And it, just like anything else, it's a hydraulic system. The slippers, the veins, and the pump and all that. The uh, stuff inside the the uh, steering gear itself, whether it's a rack or a, all make metal, the fluid, and it's all under heat, and it all carries contaminants, and the seals wear out. And the one thing you don't want to have happen on that system is the seals at the end of the rack blow out, start leaking fluid. That can be a couple thousand dollar repair on some vehicles. Thousand on some, 2,500 on others, you know, expensive, right? Yes. Don't want that. So if you service the fluid regularly, the best thing you can do, you can really extend. Another thing is there's conditioners in new fluid and all that when you put it in there and it helps keep those seals pliable and soft and working and not damaged from the contaminant, all that great stuff. So there's there's a lot more that goes to it when service. And it's such an inexpensive repair and service. What, I, or service, not yeah, repair. I, so especially the service. flush... That's one of the probably the cheapest repairs you can do is a flush on a on a power steering system anyways. No question. No question. All right, folks. Hey, San Diego and everybody else out there, we really appreciate you joining us here on uh, Auto Talk. We appreciate everybody who called in. I appreciate all the birthday wishes. Um, please make sure and join us every Saturday morning here uh, from 7 to 8 a.m. You can find us on KCBQ, uh, The Answer San Diego, and KPraise. Uh, we are here. We are here to... Uh, to entertain you with our automotive knowledge. If you have any questions, you can always call in. Check us out at westautomotivegroup.com. Keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up, right? Yes. All right. Till next Saturday, this has been Auto Talk Radio on K-Praise and The Answer San Diego.
for answers to all your automotive questions. Tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group.